0: Hello there, and welcome to Community Life. Here we talk with the amazing humans from the community world about their life journeys and learn from each other. And today we have a conversation with Nicola Earl, a techno and cats fan, a creative community and engagement strategist, a mom of two boys and two cats, who loves drawing and crafting, a generalist, and a great person who can get a smile out of anyone. So, hello, Nicola.
1: Hi, Yuri.
0: Finally, finally, I I was waiting for this moment because I met you in different spaces, in different places, here and there, a bit of conversation, a bit of comment, a bit of something, but here we are. It's all about you. I'm super happy to have you. And the first question, I saw a quote on your Instagram. It's what you do offline that matters most. So what of the things you do offline matters most to you?
1: Hmm, I think... Putting good energy out into the world just through small actions that you take every day, like smiling at people, opening the door for people. If someone drops something, help them pick it up. Just that kindness has a ripple effect for sure.
0: Have you ever had some kind of great conversation or something that you can remember that started with a simple smile to a random person?
1: Oh, hmm. I mean, maybe when I was living in London, because not everybody talks to each other much in London. So <laughs> you have to remember when you're in London not to smile at people. Now I've moved to the countryside. I have to <laughs> go to London. Great rule: not, not to
0: smile, not to smile at people in London.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't say good morning. But I mean, I definitely was still like this when I was in London. I think my favorite thing was always um in London. You always had your corner shops. And I would always make friends with the people who worked in there um, and they were always great contacts and they'd get to know you um, and you'd get to know them and hear about their life. And then they order in the stuff you want. That's the important thing. So if Mm -hmm. you want like a certain oat milk, you know, then once you get friendly with them, you can you can get those little favours. So it's, it's good. It's good to be friendly with everybody.
0: It's a little bit trick of how you can,
1: you know, just get them friendly and get them better
0: products and getting better, <laughs> yeah. better piece of meat or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. I feel like it always works that way. And you wrote on LinkedIn, you wrote that you are a charismatic social chameleon. So tell me more about it.
1: Mm, well, I think one of my skills is put me in a room with any kind of people and I can kind of find common ground, make conversation. I find that pretty easy. I'm the kind of person that i'll chat to somebody on the till at esco or you know i'll chat to old people at the bus stop or whatever like that like i i just like talking to people
0: was something for you like that or did you learn it oh i mean was it always for you like that
1: mm, i think so i think my fa- i come from a family where i'm the eldest of four and we were sociable household there was always people around my brothers and sister always had friends around so being sociable was is just something that we do in our family um i think i just yeah learned it from learned it from my parents watching them when we're out and about talking to people as well it's just kind of the way we are
0: how does it feel to be the oldest of four
1: yeah i'm i think i'm glad i'm the eldest um <laughs> because I definitely bossed them all around when I was younger um and they'll have many stories to tell about me um but yeah I in, I enjoy being the enjoy being the eldest
0: So you have many stories to t- to tell about them
1: Oh yeah definitely
0: <laughs> yeah the secret holder <laughs> like, yeah. yeah you have a secret story about everyone. <laughs> yeah when i was
1: when we were younger i think what some of the famous ones are but i used to get my brothers to dress up because i liked ballet so there's a picture where i'd got them dressed up in my dresses and i was getting them to do this ballet show with me or i would get them to um kneel down so i could climb up on their backs and open doors um yeah i get to be the bossy one
0: (laughs) got it is it is it still the same right now
1: I, I would like to think so, but no, they don't listen to me now.
0: <laughs> and in general, what about what about being bossy with other people?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not really a bossy person. I would say I'm kind of the opposite, actually. Um, <laughs> despite what my family say.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's exactly who we have to ask. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's yeah. how it always works. Yeah. Got it. Uh, so. Talking about your parents, let's start from from the beginning. Tell me about them. Who are they?
1: Sure. Um, my parents are Adrian and Judith. They are um, friendly and sociable, like I already said, and kind. Um, yeah, we we're close as a family. Like I'm the eldest of four, so we still get together quite a lot. We grew up. Um, like it's Catholic family, so there were lots of I went to a Catholic primary school and we went to church every week. so like our our childhood was always lots of family gatherings with all the other families we knew who usually also had four kids um uh and there were, yeah, just always kids coming in and out, um always fun to be had and and good times. yeah,
0: it's really it's really funny, you know, currently, I see that kids are growing mostly on themselves. And not that many people like meeting each other and meeting with kids, especially. And he also mentions that they are kind. So what what it means for you, for them to be kind?
1: Hmm, I think it's that role modeling of doing some volunteering or doing things for other people that are kind. You know, looking out for people in your community, going to see them, visit them, spend time with them. Um, and again, just when you're out and about being kind to the people around you, listening to them, giving everybody some, you know, giving everybody a chance to talk to you and listening to them, like not having that judgment.
0: Are you a kind person?
1: I would say I am, definitely. <laughs> what, one about of my, your,
0: what about one of your my... family?
1: <laughs> yeah, they're all kind, definitely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. Um, are there any minuses of being a kind person from your perspective?
1: Yeah, I think when you're kind, sometimes it can be perceived as nice and you kind of find it harder to put up boundaries or to say no. And I think people can see it as a weakness for sure.
0: Do you also wrote recently a post on linkedin about learning how to be honest and speaking up so i wonder what is the inner dialogue you have before speaking up when you see that something is not working or there is a better way to do something and you really want to be honest
1: yeah i think it's it's all around fear isn't it it's that kind of fear of saying something but you actually got it wrong. It's having to kind of make peace with that fact that actually, yeah, sometimes you are going to say things and they're going to be wrong. Um, and that's fine. You know, you have to kind of make peace with that and overcome that fear and just go for it and try and use your voice rather than be too worried about speaking out. And uh, it's definitely a work in progress for me. Um, you know, I'm still still thinking about things a lot before I post them sometimes, but it's good to have that awareness.
0: What was the worst, uh, let's say, the worst result of you speaking up?
1: Hmm. I guess it's just if you were then kind of challenged back and you feel that you know, you haven't then got the right answer. If you if you come up against somebody who's quite stubborn and they think that their way is right and that you're wrong. And I'm not always the best in debates. That's uh, not one of my key skills. I, I tend to kind of go, oh, oh no. Um, so yeah, it would be around kind of shrinking because you feel like you can't kind of then speak back again and it's taken you a while to kind of think about what you want to say.
0: I feel like debates are always about being right or wrong. So I, mm-hmm. I've i never heard that debates are, you know, for better, for starting to go in the same direction. So it's always like somebody has the thoughts and other people has thoughts and they kind of fight with each other, not really, mm-hmm. or fighting, I don't know. So I, how do you think, what is the best way to, let's say, avoid debates? But to really go in the, this good conversation and you know not not to I I don't know how to say about it, but not to let others to think that you are trying to prove them wrong or you are trying to be right on something. How to have this conversation from your perspective?
1: Yeah, definitely. This is something I kind of educated myself on over the past year or so, and it's going in with an inquisitive approach instead of presenting, you know, if they come back with an opposing view to you instead of then going in with okay no my view is right it's taking the inquisitive approach so saying Tell me about why you think about that, why you think that's that way. Come on, let's explore this idea together. Kind of cre- creating a conversation rather than two heads butting. Like you have said, like debates are often set up to be really polarised, and often that's the media because it makes good telly to watch these arguments. But having those kind of constructive, inquisitive conversations is where you're actually going to learn more about why that person thinks that way, but you're also going to have a better chance at changing their mind because you can you can have a adult conversation about it
0: they always want to be right
1: no not at all actually i'm not i'm not that type of person i'm i'm very open-minded and i'm i'm happy to be proved wrong happy to kind of listen to things obviously there's some things i have strong opinions on where i will say you know no this is the way i feel about it but um yeah i'm super open-minded
0: no I I, t- I totally understand your point of view and still like when I'm saying something and people are like oh yeah you are right sometimes i feel like a little bit of inner happiness i can't say like yeah. you know it means a lot but do you have the same inner happiness inside when you are right
1: yeah definitely went with those petty things you know like with my husband if we were <laughs> arguing about something really pathetic and it turns <laughs> out that i was right inside i'm like yes <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly yeah. one of those yeah. moments and i uh, yeah. i i can relate i can when you know when, when we are talking about something with my wife i can literally see her being happy when she's right <laughs> yeah. and i'm like yeah you're right yeah and she's like <laughs> so i totally yeah. i don't really understand what you're talking about and Coming back to your parents, what do you think one thing that you took from your dad and one thing that you took from your mom while growing up?
1: Hmm. Let's say, so my dad is definitely, you know, where I kind of got my sociableness from and learned to talk to everybody and value people. And, um you know, he also has a great work ethic. Um, he's done lots of volunteering and things like that. So that I definitely took from him and from my mom She's really kind and she's open-minded um, and really patient with people. She's really good at listening to people and understanding them. So I think I took that from her.
0: Got it. You told that you were growing up always having cats. And mm. what was your first cat's name?
1: Pepper. Pepper. And it was my first word. Pepper.
0: <laughs> and, and, and it was not a pig it was a cat. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes, it wasn't Pepper pig. No, it was a cat, um, black and white cat. Yeah, that was when I was a baby, so I I remember through photos and being told, um, but then the actual memories start when we had four cats. And then that was like my whole childhood we had these four cats most of the time.
0: Four cats. I can't imagine like Four cats, four commanders, four managers,
1: yeah. four creatures
0: that's looking at you as a slave and like, come here, human slave, let's do this thing for us, feed us, etc. Do Did you feel that they were kind of like commanders or they were kind cats?
1: Well, they all have their different personalities. So my one who slept on my bed, she was the slightly feisty one um she was the elder I think or there was another one similar age and then there were some younger ones who tended to sleep with my sister mm. and they were a bit more docile and playful they were two brothers and then the other one she wasn't feisty either really she was just she liked to have her space and chill and kind of wasn't didn't the others were like oh I'll just do my own thing so they all they all had their different personalities and their favorite person in the family so we all were bossed around by, you know, our own mini dictator.
0: Did you ever have a cat that you didn't like, really? Or the cat that didn't like you?
1: No, never with cats. We had um, a really horrible bunny rabbit who you should bite and scratch. And we had snakes. This wasn't me. This was my mum and my brother so we had we've had various snakes some of them lost never to be found some of them lost to be found um yeah all sorts of animals but yeah never with cats 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 are cool but yeah snakes mm -mm, not keen one was nice
0: (laughs) what kind of snake was nice
1: it was a corn snake called tango she was nice she would curl around your arm And, you know, just kind of chill, but all the others were a bit witty and a bit runaway.
0: (laughs) Did you you have any, like, I don't
1: know, poisonous snakes or something like that? No, no, I don't think you're, are you allowed poisonous snakes? I don't know. I Mm. mean, I hope not, because that would be a bit dangerous, especially around kids who tend to want to keep them. I think, yeah. One was a rat snake. That one wasn't nice. That tried to bite people.
0: Hmm. And did you have boa constrictor?
1: No, no, no. I think you'd need a, a whole room to keep one of those in. They're pretty big, aren't they?
0: Yeah, and also it's a crazy thing that, you know, they, they get fed by, like, small animals, etc. Yeah. It's, it's a really crazy thing, you know. But some people like it, you know, and, yeah, it it's depends. So... What is your favorite non-work related theme you can talk about for hours? And also, except for cats, for sure.
1: Oh well, lovely. techno music, children's picture books. Um, what else can I talk about for hours? Food.
0: How do you? How did you fall in love with techno music?
1: Well, Um. I'd always liked the sort of dancier style of musics. And then when I first kind of really started to getting into like good techno and house music, when I heard it, it was like this kind of, oh yeah, this is good moment. And I had friends who were all into the same thing. We were all, at, you know, in our early 20s living in London. And I think when you start going out and you hear that music in Like an amazing club with the big speakers and everything and all the people there. Then the magic happens and you just fall in love with with that music.
0: Do you always dance when you hear this kind of music?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, we still play it at home a lot. A lot of the music that I liked from the, I don't know, I guess like 2010s still on CDs still mm. put CDs on a lot at home and I think kids they know they like that rhythmic music as well you can see them kind of starting to have a little move around to it
0: a little a little techno kids are growing up
1: <laughs> yeah. still many DJs
0: what is the connection between techno and kittens
1: so that was um the tenor kittens with me and my friend Lee and we started this blog that we ran for seven years um, all about techno music and the idea with the kittens was because you know cats are the biggest thing on the internet that you know people love cat videos cat memes whatever so we kind of wanted to combine cats and just review techno music as well or review nights that we went to or anything like that so yeah we had a we had so much fun doing that invited to festivals we got invited backstage at events we got invited to secret gigs yeah it was amazing
0: why did you stop writing about it
1: well i got pregnant and tired and older and i was like i can't i can't go out every weekend anymore and it was just yeah that shift in life where i couldn't keep up with it anymore
0: enough is enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was a great thing to have done at that time because we loved that scene and that music and we got to meet all these people and got to know all the PR people for all the big brands. Um, it was an amazing thing to have done, yeah.
0: What was the craziest party you've attended?
1: Hmm. I mean, I've been to some secret raves in the middle of woods. They're pretty fun. Not when you try to get home after though, that's always the bad bit with those when you can't get a taxi to find you in the middle of Epping forest. Yeah. But those ones, I mean, they feel super cool and special or like a warehouse rave. That's a secret one where you only get the text, you know, a few hours before it starts and everybody gets there. Like there's a special energy to those kind of events. And but then also the events where, you know, the properly organized ones, where you get the big, the big DJs playing are great because then you get to hear some really good music. There was one we went to called Block. I don't know what year this was now, but that went really wrong. And that was a crazy memorable event. Because it was this super cool festival. They'd kitted it out with like um fairground rides, and there was a pirate ship that you could dance mm-hmm. on that was one of the dance stages. Um, but somehow, pe- we got there early and really had a good time for a- about four or five hours. And then it really started overcrowding because mm. people had duplicated the tickets and their system had broken. Wow. And, and then they had to get everybody out. Um, yeah, that was that was crazy. But for those first four hours, brilliant.
0: <laughs> hey, you know, w- w- when you are telling the story, it sounds like four hours it was not enough. But I oh, feel yeah. like it's it's just four hours, you know, like people can't find one hour right now. And it was like four hours, so you really did have fun,
1: yeah, definitely had a lot of fun,
0: yeah, and still, when you're at some of those secret parties, how do you get a taxi?
1: Yeah, that well that's the problem. it it's really difficult. um you know, you're usually, trying to call taxis and because there's no ubers i mean some i don't even think uber was big when i was first going out raving um there'd be like usually usually there'd be someone outside clubs with a with a checkboard kind of putting you in taxis so yeah there's been a few times when we've been waiting around for hours trying to get back or the, and then you end up walking anyway to the nearest tube which takes you an hour and then you get on the tube covered in mud and looking at, bit wrong <laughs>
0: have you ever been stopped by police coming back from such as some of those parties
1: no thankfully not <laughs> i hopefully i look too sweet and innocent
0: <laughs> got it got it <laughs> who usually does more photos of each other you or your husband
1: oh um well he doesn't like having his photo taken so he's not in tons of photos I mean, we're not the best at taking photos actually, in general, we take them of our kids, but yeah, we don't we don't really take them of each other much. We should do more. Um, but yeah, it's all about the kids now, isn't it?
0: You know, I have this story of my life that um, basically every photo that my wife makes, it's okay for me. But almost every photo that I'm doing, it's not okay for her yeah. and it's like the craziest part. I was like, I don't know, it it looks great for me. I don't know, like, what are you talking about? And now I understand why I'm, you know, like I, I, I hate to be punished kinda. So it's a little bit hard. So I wonder, are you taking not many photos because of you and your husband don't like how you look like on a camera or because you just don't like making photos?
1: I think we're just not in the habit of it. I don't think there's a conscious decision behind it, but I would say, yeah, I think most husbands partners they they don't get the angles right. You know, there needs to be a short course on how to make your partner happy by taking flattering photos. You know, I think that could save a lot of uh, relationships. Exactly, so, exactly. Isn't an no idea for us there? Oh my god,
0: I I bet some. i I bet those courses exist i i i feel like that's probably hundreds if not we really have to do that because like yeah exactly it will save so many relationships and it will be like (laughs) yeah can you imagine this kind of application something like tinder but like for making great photos so you take a photo and then like a lot of advices on how to make it better or even while you're taking it like take the better angle, like look for lighting, like check check yes. this thing. And like in this, oh my God, I feel like we are starting a business right now, but shh, don't tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I totally, I totally get it. Also, I saw a photo of a huge lampshade made of pearls. It was a, like very old photo on your Instagram. And you wrote mm-hmm. that, wonder if I can fit this in my suitcase. So I wonder, did you fit it in your suitcase?
1: Yeah, I think I know where that was. I think that was in Portugal. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have done because I I think it wouldn't have fitted. And also I wouldn't steal something from an Airbnb because then your rating's ruined and no one's ever going to have you again and you can't use Airbnb. So I'm I'm too much of a goody two shoes to steal something. I did... By accident on our honeymoon steal a bottle opener for an airbnb Mm. and i still have it in our kitchen drawer and i feel guilty eight years later every time when i open the door and i see that i think oh no there's all those people couldn't open their beer (laughs) how annoying that is when you get to an airbnb and you've chilled your beers and you get them out and then (laughs) you can't find the bottle opener oh the worst i'm so sorry all the people who stayed there after me that was me
0: and it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great kind of story, but you know, you, you can if if you will ever trail travel to any Airbnb without a bottle opener, I feel like you can leave it one there. So you know, it kind of like that's
1: good. Balance yeah, balance. karma. You know, yes, that's <laughs> a really good idea. I should do that next. And time. It, and
0: it's a funny stuff, you know, like uh, that you are that you are thinking about it, like like stealing. But I, I it's you know you. I, I had sometimes things taken from some places, but not like, I was like, oh, I will sneak it and like hide it and I will like go through guard and et cetera. But it was like, you know, a- automated movement. And I, I, I feel like it's totally good, you know, to, and yeah, like I feel like people are not dying because of bottle openers.
1: You're right, you're maybe, right. Maybe. You're right. I think just because it says the name of the place on it, um it's just that, you know, you can't miss it when you see it.
0: And it's some a kind of sove- souvenir. Yeah. And mm. like, yeah, it's so, yes. so yeah, I totally get what you're talking about. <laughs> and also you shared on your first LinkedIn, let's say social media video, that you had this challenge to do some scary and challenging things through the 2023 and record in a video was on top of that. So I wonder... What is your plan? What do you plan to do in 2024?
1: Yeah, good question. Because I mean, I have been thinking about this. So yeah, 2023, it was all about leaning in, doing things that scared me, getting involved in stuff. And it's been great. It served me well. Like definitely my personal development has come on a lot. So I need to think about how I can funnel that now. Um, and that would be my kind of 2024 goal. Maybe it will be something around prioritizing now that I've got all these ideas, I think mm. when you first start putting yourself out there on socials or LinkedIn or something, you don't always have a clear idea of what you're really, why you're really doing it or what you're going to talk about. But it, the more you do it, the more you kind of find your groove with it. So I think 2024 needs to be for me around, you know, channeling that, all the stuff that I've learned and prioritizing and having a bit more clarity with it.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's so hard to prioritize because there is so many things going on and it's always like, I want to do that. 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 And then like, I have only 24 hours, okay, even less because we have to sleep sometimes, I guess. And even because of kids for sure, you know, it takes a lot of time. And I wonder how do you, how do you find time for yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not great at it. What I I'm doing at the moment is I take kind of the whole weekend just for me and the family, mm. and try not that I do whether it's my job or the kind of stuff that I do on the side as well. And I'm just switch off for that time, and I find that really resets me. And then on Monday I'm ready to go again um but that yeah other than that weekdays is not really much time for myself weekdays is work kids to school kids fed kids to bed catch up in the evening on other stuff slack linkedin all those things I'm kind of in work my brain just is go 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 and all these things but come Friday I just sort of feel that okay switch it off chill and that works
0: do you have work days scheduled like from morning to evening? Um,
1: I mean, I don't I don't kind of time block or anything like that. I'm I'm try I try to some add some things in definitely if I need to get stuff done, but I tend to prioritize each morning three things that I need to do and focus on those and then if I can fit other stuff in great.
0: Who is your favorite character in the Adams family?
1: Oh, um, I watched the movies a lot when I was younger. Um, so I think Uncle Fest is the funny one, but no, I probably say I like Morticia best because she's so cool and calm always, and she kind of takes it all in her stride. And she's, you know, like the mother figure of the family, and she just kind of wise and knows everything.
0: Is it your <laughs> kind of role model?
1: Maybe a little, <laughs> but yeah, she's a bit more glamorous than me. That's for sure. I'd love to be that glamorous every day, but yeah, it's never gonna happen. Why? Oh, it takes would take like an hour every morning. I'd have to get up an hour early just to do my hair and my makeup. You know, she probably wears heels every day, and I, I I'm, I'm not a heels every day kind of gal. <laughs>
0: Uh, according to the movie she has not legs you know she has something oh
1: but as far as
0: far as I remember you know I don't really know how it is that would be so
1: nice yeah because you would never get sore feet so I mean it'd be great for going to a rave because you could just keep (laughs) dancing for hours and you wouldn't need that little sit down break yeah
0: have you, have you ever had some kind of uh, or maybe do you have this kind of relative as as an uncle?
1: What like Uncle Festa?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have some kind of relative like this Uncle Fest?
1: Yeah, no, no. I don't think so cuz he's kind of like the goofball, isn't he? And he's yeah, I'm not sure. I think I would be offending any of my relatives if I likened them to Uncle Festa, but i don't think any of them are total goofballs
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can i can imagine but you know it's always i feel like it's always nice to have somebody who always makes you fun always makes you laugh always and sometimes can say some words of wisdom that can change your life or you know impact very much because you know i feel like sometimes there are people around us who are always sharing some kind of wisdom some kind of advice or anything like that and you always know like okay this person knows too much but at some point at least i feel like that at some point you just stop listening to them because there is just too much wisdom like too much wisdom like enough you know okay i know that you're smart but stop (laughs) stop doing it and i feel like some some people like uncle Fez, that's exactly you know who influence life like do you Have you ever had, or maybe do you have this person who you are are not talking a lot to, but who really influenced or influenced in your life?
1: Mm. Not not sure massively. I mean, definitely some friends you don't see so often. And then when you meet up with them, it's that nice feeling where you slip back into it and it kind of helps you realize things about yourself. But yeah, I can't think of a kind of uncle type figure massively.
0: Who is your best friend ever?
1: Oh, that's a hard question because I have a lot of best friends, but (laughs) my... My official best friend is Helen who we met when we were 12 at school but there's a gang of 10 of us girls who we still do things together all the time and we're all best friends like we have a WhatsApp group where we chat all the time and then I have a few other groups of friends as well who are also like super close to. I'm lucky I have a lot of best friends. Group of 10 friends
0: it seems impossible you know usually like if you look into those movies or life, usually it's like up to five, I guess, but you have 10 friends. So how do you feel about having 10 best friends?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really lucky. I mean, we met when we were year seven at school and we've just stayed, you know, tight as a gang ever since. And we make sure that we get together a few times a year, if not more. And we've kind of gone through lots of things together or lots of things at similar times. Um. We definitely have, you know, our own kind of special energy when we get together. So, yeah, it's really nice. I'm lucky.
0: How frequently are you getting together?
1: Well, we try and put in an event once a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, But we also do other little things like in between, but it maybe won't be all 10 together at the same time. But we actually, this weekend, we're going away for our like annual weekend away way together. Yeah. So it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine. And I wonder, so once again, group of 10, for me it's like still like brain blowing. Group of 10, was it like 10 people from the beginning or did you start one by one by one and then gathered 10 10 friends? How did it start?
1: Yeah, we we were all in the same form. So at my school we had four, Mm -hmm. there were four forms. We were all in the same form. Um there were but uh, yeah, a couple did come in from other places, but yeah, for, for for the most part, that kind of eight of us formed, and then two others came in who we were hanging out with all the time anyway. Um, but yeah, we were just in the same class at school and got on great and still do, which is really rare, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I see. what do you love the most when you meet your friends?
1: the just like how much we laugh and laugh at each other and laugh at everything Um everything's fun when we're hanging out we have many 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 stories that we love to just kind of repeat from all our silly adventures together
0: talking about getting smile out of anyone so you're this kind of person how do you approach it how do you ensure that you make other people smile, laugh?
1: Yeah, I think it's about having that kind of emotional intelligence when you start talking to people and sussing them out a little bit. I think that's something I kind of naturally have and I will kind of, you know, find a little conversation starter and see what they take, but then, you know, just crack a little joke or say something nice, say something fun. Again, everybody always responds well to it once you once you take the time to show a bit of interest in them as well.
0: When you do that, do you ever think about crossing boundaries?
1: Mm, I know what you mean. I, I'm a, I think I'm always aware what boundaries are and what would be inappropriate to say to different types of people. Um, I wouldn't I, because I think that immediately would make people feel uncomfortable Unless you're kind of having a great conversation with someone and you suss out that okay, let's test I think they're this kind of person let's test with like a some kind of joke or something a bit darker and see how they take it but um yeah, it's about sussing them out for sure
0: and what do you do if this joke is not working
1: um just look at my watch and go oh no sorry my mum's calling me in run <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i can imagine that it's like the best case scenario to to do with any awkward situation. okay <laughs> I'm sorry I have to go yeah, yeah yeah what was what was the latest occasion you took one of your euro board games off the shelf
1: oh wow this is a hot topic between me and my husband because we used to play them so much before we had kids and we'd take them to the pub or do it with friends at the weekend but now we've I bought him one a new one last Christmas that we really wanted to try out and we still haven't played it and it's nearly next Christmas so that's how bad things are um I am starting to introduce the kids to board games like they're getting mm. to the age where they quite like them um the five-year-old or nearly five-year-old he can he can start to enjoy a game a bit now, but I mean, the three-year-old, no hope, no hope. Um, <laughs> but they have uh, they have Carcassonne for kids, which is my favorite board game, because I'm really good at that one. Um, and that, yeah, as soon as he's old enough, I'm going to get that and then bring in games we can play as a family. But yeah, I think I'm not even sure if we played one properly this year. Um, I must do it at Christmas.
0: What do you love the most about playing board games?
1: you get absorbed in it away from everything else you know you can put your phone away and you're not being ping 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 distracted or doing lots of different things it's the same as craft or any hobby something that you kind of get absorbed into for an hour or even a couple of hours if you're playing one of the longer ones but I love the strategy of it as well as well as it being a social occasion that you get together with friends and family but yeah I love the strategy piece Trying to think, how am I going to win this? What's the best way?
0: Are you a competitive person?
1: Not hugely, but I am a little bit quietly competitive about some things. I think if it's something I think I'm good at, then I want that <laughs> proved that I am good. If I know that I'm not good at it, then I'm like, that's fine. Doesn't matter.
0: So you, you definitely, you're definitely competitive when you're playing carcassonne.
1: Yes, I am, a hundred percent. In fact, yeah, most board games, I mean, you play you want to win when you play them. You <laughs> want to do well at least. You don't want to come last. Why? Oh, then you just like it's just frustrating that you know you your strategy didn't work at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you getting sad if you are not winning?
1: No, I wouldn't feel sad and I'd I'd get over it pretty quickly. Um, Yeah. But you have different people, don't you, where you have different boundaries or different relationships with them when it comes to games. Some people wind you up more when they beat you. Others, you don't really mind because you maybe you were helping them or teaching them to learn. But yeah, there's certain games where me and my husband get more competitive because he thinks he's the the best one at that one. And I think I'm the best one at that one. So then... (laughs) Uh, yeah, we get cross if if it ends up being the other way around. I mean like rematch, yeah, for sure.
0: Got it. And is this exactly this yes moment when you yeah. win. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. I sort of <laughs> understand. Yeah. You know, Nicola, I really wish to have the sky as limit to our conversation, but time is the limit. So let's jump to the rapid fire questions. Are you ready?
1: Yeah.
0: Techno or cats?
1: Oh, I have to say cats. That was mean.
0: Trick or treat? Treat. What are your favorite color and song?
1: Favorite color is green. And my favorite song is The Girl with the Sun in Her Head by Orbital.
0: If you were a superhero, what superpower would you have?
1: I would like to be able to be invisible.
0: What do you learn from in the community world? Name just one person.
1: April McLean.
0: And name two people who I should definitely reach out to have this conversation.
1: Okay, I'm going to say some of my fellow UK-based people. Um, Chantal Lewis. don't think you've spoken to Chantal. Um, Madeline Milne.
0: Got it. And is there one question that I definitely should have asked you but didn't?
1: Oh, I think you I think you did great. <laughs>
0: it's just the beginning, you know, like I have so many questions to ask. And uh, it's it's just impossible to I ask know. all of them, you know, because when you start sharing your stories, I I, I, I have new, more in new questions and I really want to know more about you. And I want to, you know, like, and I, I hate myself for looking on the time always because I'm always like, I want to, I don't want to bother people, you know, I want to be on time and like to, to give it. And then, oh my God, it's always... It's always an hour. Oh shit, we have to finish, but no, no, please no. But anyway, Nicholas, thank you very much. I, I'm super happy to get I don't know, you know, when I'm talking to you, I see a fire in your eyes, and I understand that yeah, there is a lot of is a lot there is a lot behind. So you're a really kind person, but I bet that you are this a little bit of devil person somewhere inside, and I I feel like you've told a little bit of those stories today, and yeah, it's 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 really interesting, and I I really enjoyed our conversation, and thank you so much for being honest and open and fun. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Yuri, and see you in the community world.